Welcome to Origin Gates Daily Podcast, Wisdom's Echo. This is Liam O'Brien, and here is my thought for the day. Who we are and how we operate, I've come to learn are two foundational keys of our walk and of our, our faith. And today I want to talk about royal family identity. And further on in this podcast, I'm going to talk about how I was blessed to get to know a royal family and the inner workings and how each of those family members walked within that family and the identity that they formed in of themselves as being part of that family. As I said, who we are and how we operate are two foundational keys and I touched on how we operate about love and how we operate is love in a previous podcast you can listen to where I've talked about becoming love. But today I want to talk about our identity and that identity is as sons and daughters of a royal family, as a royal priesthood of a family of our father, Yahweh. Our identity is in him, it's in Christ, it's in our father and that's the foundational part of our identity that shapes that. And I wanted to have a look at Christ and talk on Matthew 3.17 and we all know this verse and we can all quote it easily, but to actually take it and dwell on it and see the perspective of this, where the Father's talking about Yeshua's identity and then reflecting that back on ourselves as part of our identity, I think is a really key part to understanding our own identity in him as we are in Christ. And Matthew 3.17 is there talking about Christ's baptism, and he comes up out of the waters and says, And suddenly a voice came from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. And as I said, we most of us can rattle that off very simply and easily, but the depth of what's been said there, and we'll break it down, but the important part is to really know this, that we are in Christ and understand as we in Him, we have the same thing that's said over us, which is foundational for our identity. As this statement was said over Christ from heaven by his Father, it is the core of Christ's identity is being talked about here. So let's break this down and look at it. And it says, you know, this is my beloved son. But let's just stop at my and just take a few moments to understand what that means here. The definition of my means of or belonging to the speaker or writer in a context of a written word. So we use that a lot in our everyday world world that we live in. It can be my my children, it could be my car, my house. There's a belonging, there's a, it speaks of ownership. It it speaks for protection for, it speaks for care for, it speaks of responsibility. It's not just something's mine as what it maybe a child would say, but coming from an adult, from a mature person, when they say something is my or mine in the, this sort of context, there is there is a sense of responsibility for 
the well-being. It's a sense of responsibility for seeing that thing. If that's my orange tree, there's a sense of responsibility for seeing that that tree bears fruit. As in a mature adult would look at that. And the next word there is beloved. It's not a word that we use or we hear on a day-to-day basis, even in intimate relationships. It actually has a little bit more of a, maybe a historical sort of depth to it, but it also has a deeper, richer than just the word love, but be loved. It pers- personalizes it. It personifies it. It, again, sort of ties back to the my. It's, you know, that's my, it's be loved, uh, encapsulates the closeness and to it. The Beloved means loved very much, or other words similar is cherished, dear, treasure, favorite, and not favorite as necessarily, you know, comparing from person to person, but favorite is some people may have a favorite activity. So spending time with your family may be more something favorite to do than something else that you choose to do. So I, I take that context as or suggest you don't take that as an individualized favorite, but there's something people, Yahweh prioritizes to spend time with his children. His children are his favorite. And I'm talking a group across all of us there. And as I said, beloved speaks of a closeness, a deep care, a deep love. It just encapsulates what my says and beloved. The next word there is son which we know that means someone's child. The other words that could be used for son as descendant, heir, offspring, which really speaks of family. So we have my close, beloved family, and when it says my beloved son, which we know that's very dear to the Lord, his family. And moving along in that, when it says... In whom I am well pleased. The word well, when it's put in front of another word, it means to a great extent or degree. It enlarges whatever it's about to be in front of when it's used in, a, it's in front of a descriptive word. And when it says pleased here, and pleased has a feeling to it. And what it means from an Oxford Dictionary is a feeling happy about something. Or other words is appreciative, happy, content, satisfied. And I really, I think the word that encapsulates it all very close to that is speaks of delight. And we, we immediately comes back to me the verse of delight yourself in the Lord. And there's a delight that we feel in this scripture this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. There's a delight of the father. There's... So when you wrap all those together in Matthew 3.17, we can see something that's incredibly foundational for Christ's identity of who he belongs to, that he's loved, that he's actually part of a family, and that his father is well pleased. His father is delighted in him. And we are in Christ and we have a loving father. 
we have a Father that absolutely beams over us, that delights in us. And with this foundation of the family that we're in, as it describes that Christ is in, and we're in Christ, I want to tell a story briefly of came about several years ago when I was in college and one of my classmates was a member or is a member of a royal family from the GCC region and I was very blessed to get to know this individual and spend time quite a bit of time with him and ask him lots of questions and hear him open up about his family and the inner workings it's a very close family it's one of the wealthiest families in the world and just as context, it's much different to what we see in the media, say, of the British royal family that does get a lot of media attention. This family is more of an active, functioning family in commerce, in business, in macroeconomics, in geopolitical, geopolitics and the like. And it was just such a privilege to get to know this individual and hear him explain how his family works. And this individual carries... The royal surname of that family. He is from the house of that surname. And as I said, one of the wealthiest surnames in the world. So I was talking to genuine, the person is real royalty because I got to know the individual and I got to know his surname and a very quick Google, you can see he's part of the royal family. He has the surname in it. And the way he carries himself everywhere he went uh, around the world and the etiquette he was always on behalf of the family he was he was a representation of everywhere he went of that family so his etiquette if he's on holidays with his wife and family his immediate family he's still a representation of his broader family if he's traveling across the globe for business to close deals and the way he's interacting he is acting on behalf of the family in all that he does and the family etiquette and the way he would dress and coming from the GCC region, they have a very sort of, uh, their dress is very centralised to that sort of uh, area. The way his behaviour, uh, the way the family business is ran, businesses I should say, there's be hundreds of them, there was always an intergenerational focus on all that they did, meaning that beyond just here, what I'm doing now, what is the intergenerational flow on effect of, of what I'm doing? What is it that my kids are going to be looking after and running and how are they going to be carrying the surname that I carry, representing the family that I'm a part of? In all that they, they do, they represent that family or the house of that family, of that surname. And I remember as I started to understand this more and talk to him, reflecting on this sometime afterwards of here we are as children of the living God who've been grafted in, we've become part of a royal family and taking that framework that I've observed and got to see through this individual, this friend of mine, and the inner workings and of his family, and taking that and saying, as I've become part of a royal family and carry the surname of my father, the house of Yahweh, 
What's it look like for me to start to walk into this? What's it look like for me to become part of the family, to represent the family? How do I need to behave? What do I need to learn? How do I need to dress? How do I need to carry myself? What are my responsibilities? What are my rights? And if and by having a framework of a royal family here on earth, it helped me get a picture of becoming part of a royal family in heaven. And I really asked myself, if I was to become part of this royal family that I my friend is, you know, say they were to adopt me into that family, what would that process look like for the next 5, 10, 15, 20 years? As, how would I be growing in responsibility? How would I be, what would be expected of me to live, to carry myself on behalf of that family? And all those things, I just say that to encourage everyone. We are part of a royal family. And there's a word there which I just touched, which I said very quickly, but it's also rights. And I don't mean that in a selfish way, in a way of, um, a, a way of demanding, but as a as he is part of the family, there are certain rights that he has as a family member. There can be certain things he is paid. There could be certain things. Uh, maybe there's medical that's supplied. There's uh, with, without going into any sort of detail here, but there is also rights. And I think as we are part of our heaven father's family, there's also things that are our rights that have been given to us and it's learning to walk into those in, as part of our growth, as part of our identity. And they're not demanding rights, but you know that Lord's got your back. You know that in the case of the family I am in, that I will be looked after as I represent this family. I am going about my father's business. I am growing the family. I'm about my father's family. And we've all become part of a, of the family of Yahweh or the house of Yahweh. I like the word the house of Yahweh. It sounds so uh, has so inclusive. Uh, it's beyond a family, but it has a house has has a function to it as well. And how we carry ourselves and how we behave and how we tutored in this house of Yahweh, what are the responsibilities, what are the things we need to grow in? And I just come back to the, what I started with about the identity, of the identity of who we are as members of a royal family. And I just encourage everyone just to sit on that and in your mind maybe even paint the picture or ask the Lord to show you your royalty within the family and how we are to grow in that and walk with that and represent our represent the family and all we do. And circling back to Matthew 3:17 of what the father said over the son coming up out of those baptism out of the waters from his baptism was this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. And I declare that over each of us as we're seated in Christ that as we're in Christ, that we are his beloved son in whom the father is well pleased. We have that, we are his 
We are his sons or daughters in whom we're well pleased. We are part of a royal family. And I just encourage everyone to grow in that and, and ask the Lord in it to show you that, engage in that, and meditate on the royalty of the family and walking in that day in and day out. Blessings to you, El. Shalom.